One hand speaks. Absolutely amazing. Incredible. Podcast number 151. This is in reference to the Monkey Temple Swaibunath Stupa. Over in Kathmandu, I have spent most of my time at Swaibunath Temple, or more lovingly known as the Monkey Temple, because yes, there are an incredible amount of monkeys hanging out there. They're considered sacred, so people let them do what they do, and they're just doing their thing. But I'll tell you, I had no idea this temple was so astonishing. But I did, when I first arrived, I knew this was the place for me. I mean, I simply just knew it. After spending a, a day at Bodhanath Temple, excuse me, spending a day at Bodhanath Temple, Bodhanath Stupa, which is an amazing, an amazing place. My podcast, uh, I did a podcast on that. Let me see. Podcast 149, yes indeed, uh, visiting Bodhanath Stupa in Kathmandu, Nepal. And that was an incredible experience indeed. I've, been, I've spent five nights here, so I do spend a lot of time going there and practicing, but wow, major time at Swaibunath Monkey Temple. Uh, just, yeah, when I, as soon as I arrived, let me back that up. As soon as I arrived, I knew it was for me. And then once I got to the top, I was just, I was stunned. My first day there was short, which was maybe a good thing. I actually tried to walk around the actual larger complex at the base. It's got a giant wall of prayer wheels around probably 80% of the complex. And it took, it probably in the end took me 50 minutes to walk around the whole thing at the bottom. But the, the steep steps to the top, three, 400 steps, kind of like going up to Bodhidharma's cave, but maybe half that. It's pretty steep. <clears throat> and monkeys galore. Oh my word. Yes. But I got to the top of Swaibunath and I just knew I was, I just told myself, this is the spot for me. This is it. I felt so comfortable, so connected to that place. Just interesting dharmic overtones, deep similar karma, uh, way, way super, super cool experience. And very small at the top. You know, the stupa at the top is maybe a tenth the size of Bodhinath. I mean, I could walk around it in less than a minute where Bodhinath stupa took a little bit of time to skiffle around that thing doing circumambulations. And there is such a beautiful view at the top. I didn't bring my little road mic, my micro boom mic, which has such great recording. I think I tend to pick up a lot of ambient noise and background hum when I'm just recording straight into the phone from the outside, but I'm overlooking Kathmandu and the city is vast and slightly polluted. Um, you know, it's really interesting being here at the Monkey Temple, which is a Buddhist temple, but there are a lot of Hindus here. 
and uh, it's very touristic, which I think is good because the economy needs support, but at the same time, it's slightly overrun. There are too many things for sale here at the top, and uh, there's just not a lot of veneration, I think. Uh, well, it is very touristic, but a lot of people are moving in the opposite direction. They're, well, I don't. if they're Hindu, they shouldn't really be circumambulating, but... I think just minimum respect is important, and if I was to visit a Hindu temple, which I have in the past, to follow all the rules, all the guidelines, same thing at Budhanath, which is the stupa I was at yesterday for Pamasambhava Day. Whoa, boy, that city just goes on forever. It's not very tall, but it is expansive. And uh, you know what? I really like the vibe here. I like the vibe here a lot more than I like the vibe at Budhanath. And... Uh, Ah, shit, I might spend a couple days here. <clears throat> I'll be at Budinov for three days, but maybe I'll spend one of those days here. It'll be a long taxi ride, but, you know, I paid what I pay. I paid 300 rupees to get here, which is like five bucks. <laughs> so not a bad, not a bad cab ride. It is the monkey temple. There are monkeys everywhere. I got a lot of video on that, and uh, I'm just taking a moment live from the top taking a moment live from the top and just sharing what I'm feeling right now. The, the energy here is really good. I'm going to do a little bit of Buddhist practice. Um, it'd be nice to go to the bathroom somewhere, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I might have to go back down into town. I found some great shops and I found, uh, I found a 108 bead carved bone skull necklace. Exactly what I was looking for. Not 100%. I like the one that was on Garuda. Uh, GarudaShop.com, but I didn't buy one then, and uh, I've been chasing one down for the last few years of that style. I really like these, and uh, I bought a couple extra. Uh, I might be able to sell some and and uh, recoup some of the money from this trip. This trip is more has become import export slash Buddhist pilgrimage. So I am trying to acquire a little bit of scratch. Uh, to help offset the cost, and I'll be writing this off because I am buying a fair amount of stuff. Seems like the theme for this trip, for this trip, is bone, skull carved bones, yak bone, no kampala, kapala. Uh, but I got a really quiet little spot right here that I'm kicking it at, uh, and I'm having a, a really good time. And I've really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed the the monkey temple, and I look forward to coming back. Now, it is a little more touristic and much more Hindu. A lot of Hindus there. I mean, you know, Bodhnath Stupa has a lot of Tibetans. Uh, a lot of Tibetan refugees hang out there. A lot of Tibetans, a lot of Tibetan business. But Swaibunath, yeah, is half and half. Just I see a lot of Hindus there and a lot of, of Buddhists. Not that many people practicing. Yes, it is very touristic, but in a different kind of way than Budanath. But man, it was so amazing. The view up there, I could see all of Kathmandu Valley, which is just, you talk about sprawl. Yeah, there aren't really extremely tall buildings in Kathmandu, and the earthquake probably had a lot to do with that, and many other things. My cab driver here at Bodhi Guesthouse, we were driving around today. He said, oh yeah, government sometimes, 
You know, people in Kathmandu work real hard, have no money, but government officials don't always work hard and they have big bank accounts. And then we were kind of giggling about government. And, uh, and then he said, the government is dusty. <laughs> he said, Kathmandu is dusty. Cannot call it Kathmandu, should call it dust, dusty Mandu. And then he said again, and our government is dusty too. Um, yeah, but uh, I, the view up there is so, so beautiful. And then there's a giant dorje at the top, you know, which is a practice gear for Buddhists, uh, bell and dorje. Really just, just amazing. And then, of course, there are a lot of people selling things at the top, which I'm not 100% a fan of, but I've seen it in many sacred areas around the world, especially in Tibet and uh, even uh, Borobudur in, in Indonesia, but not so much at the top. But yeah, it was like it was like an outside market at the top. I mean, everywhere I went, there were people selling stuff and a little coffee shop up there and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, I didn't, you know, I went there in the late afternoon. I actually did some shopping. I found some, I found some really cool stuff, some uh, yak bone skull carved beads, which I've been looking for for a while, some malas. And the, 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 the guy that ran the shop was this great Tibetan man. Of course, we, we couldn't really speak that much with one another. His English was much better than my Tibetan. But we had a great time, and I saw him just a few days later, which for me was yesterday, and he was so happy to see me. He reached his hands out, and we touched. It was great. It was, it was really special. Um, but, you know, I went to the top, and I came back down, and I started to walk around the complex, and I don't know. I think I got about halfway down, and I came back, and then I went back up to the top, and then I walked around a little bit up there. You know, I saw that there was some other places to go. I came down some steps on the back of the top, but really didn't really didn't investigate that much more. And then I came back to Budenath. No, you know where I was at? I was in Tamil at the time. Short taxi ride, 250 rupees each way, which is like two bucks, maybe. 100 rupees is 80 cents. Yeah, like $2.20. Wow. Um, and then, if, you know, it took me a couple days. You know, I came to Budanath. I did the Budanath thing. And it took me a couple days. And I thought, you know what? I need to go back to the monkey temple. And I went early. I went early in the morning. And I climbed to the top. And I, I had a phenomenal experience again on my own. And then this time, I actually walked to the backside, walked down the backside steps. And lo and behold, much to my dismay, there's just like a giant park back there on the top of this peak, you know, and I was just stunned. There's actually a beautiful wishing fountain of Buddha, which I saw pictures of as I was investigating Nepal before I came out, but I had no idea it was actually there. I didn't obviously put two and two together, but I'll tell you, when I was there, it was Packed. It, it kind of felt like a, 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 the 4-H fair of Buddhism and Hinduism. I mean, there were giant stupas back there. Uh, there were giant Buddhist statues. There was the wishing fountain with Gautama Siddhartha. People were throwing pennies in there. Uh, there was a great place that was fenced in. 
completely covered with a fence. So this little coffee shop had great donuts, great coffee, great french fries. Wow. Uh, I, I had to go back a number of times to that spot. Um, and it's great that it's fenced in because there's monkeys climbing everywhere and nobody, I don't want to get attacked eating my donut. And I'll tell you what, you know, the monkeys are incredibly smart, incredibly smart. But I'll tell you what, I went, I went back past everything, you know, the kind of the main compound where the wishing Buddha well fountain was at. And then I climbed up a little bit to get to this coffee house. And then there was like another stupa. There's a monastery up there. There's a couple, three monasteries on this, on this uh, little just peak, this little mountain protrusion, giant stupa. Um, it's it said that the Kathmandu Valley started there at that point. Um, this point raised above the water, Kathmandu Valley, a long time ago used to be a lake. And uh, yeah, it just, I'm speechless. It was so profound and powerful for me. You know, and then as I was walking to the backside, on top of the ridge, you know, there's another monastery back there. There's a little area that I think most people don't venture to. And, I, you know, I noticed that a lot of people just kind of climbed up to the top, walked around a little bit, and climbed back down. You know, real touristic style. I mean, I spent, the, my second day, I spent eight and a half hours there. And, I, you know, I went to the back. I did some practice. I hung out. You know, and there's monkeys everywhere. I'm going to get to the monkey thing in a minute in a bit. But uh, you know what? I came back down and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to circumambulate this whole thing, which is a big Buddhist thing. So I started walking around and, you know, it's interesting when the second time when I got dropped off, my taxi driver, uh, he was like, well, just go up to the top. Don't worry about going to the back. It was kind of odd. Like, he's like, there, you, you don't need to go back there. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to have a conversation uh, with my taxi driver about my faith or anything like that. Um, so I went back, I went up and I came down. I did the, that whole thing. And, you know, there's three giant Buddhas on the way up to uh, the stupa. <laughs> this is something great and hilarious I want to mention. This just happened here at Swaibunath. The or Swaibunath Stupa, or more commonly referred to as the Monkey Temple in Kathmandu, Nepal. Of course, there are monkeys everywhere. This is a very prominent Buddhist temple. There are also a lot of street people. I cannot really call them homeless because they're very clever. Same thing happens in America. Hard to say, but these two very young girls, one was 10, the other one was probably 7, they looked real dirty, barefoot. They were asking me for money, and I was taking a picture of some monkeys or something like that, and they were like, money, money, and I looked down and I was like, oh, you want money, and they looked at me and they were like, yeah, money, money, and then they both kind of paused for a moment. And then they looked behind me for a second. They just noticed something behind me. And then they just started to scream and they ran so fast. I mean, they look like animals scurrying. 
It was unbelievable. And they ran so fast for so long down this hill. It was actually hilarious. Some other people turned and looked also. And then I looked up, up on the next stoop. It wasn't that far away. It was just on the, like the next uh, stair ledge up. There were two... <laughs> There were two Nepalese police officers and they were just smiling and we <laughs> we just had a moment of laughter <laughs> because I realized what had happened. I realized that these little these little street kids who I'm pretty sure who their family isn't homeless or anything like that uh we're just freaking out because the cops were there and the cops know they're just trying to work tourists and the cops are looking out, you know, for everybody, but certainly for me. And I just, it was so, I looked down and I was like, oh my word, they just took off and I'm looking at the cops and they were just laughing, bobbing their head up and down. We were having a real, real moment. And then I said to the police officers, I said, oh look, they left their sandals their flip-flops and one of the cops said yeah don't worry they'll be back <laughs> i i had a little interaction with them i ended up giving them some money because i wanted to take some pictures with them so uh that's kind of the deal and then they were even there was this very young kid he probably looked like he was three sitting down by himself on a cloth with a little bit of Nepalese money in front of him. And as, as soon as I walked by, he kind of put his hand to his mouth like, oh, give me money so I can buy food. And I looked over at this gentleman and his wife walking down with me. They were Nepalese. And I looked over and I said, yeah, that one's pretty young. And he said, yeah, they're young, but they're clever. And I said, yeah, most likely they're not uh, homeless. And he said, no, that's their business. <laughs> They're in the business of making money. And again, I just laughed. I mean, it's not that much different than the United States, but they prey on tourists. So it's important to pay attention. It's important to pay attention and not necessarily give your money away. Um, and I, th this is related to something that happened yesterday, the day before today, when I was at Budhanath Temple on Pamasambhava Day. I kind of got worked by this homeless person and it turned into a weird thing. Uh, but I'll save that for another, well, for the previous podcast, as a matter of fact. So uh, so I went up to the top, I came back down, and then I started walking around this thing, man. And I got to the backside of Swaibunath, and I was stunned. I mean, blown away. There are three giant Buddhist statues. They must be almost three stories tall. They're huge. It's... In the middle, Gautama Siddhartha. To Gautama Siddhartha's left is Pamasambhava. And then to Buddha's right, Gautama Siddhartha's right is Avalokiteshvara, uh, the Buddha of compassion. Oh, it, I mean, I was blown away. Yeah, I'm going to start crying. It was so amazing. And then there's a little park there. It says Buddha Park. <laughs> yeah, and there's little... There's little stupas in back. There's prayer wheels everywhere. I mean, it is an absolute pilgrimage arama. I mean, Hindus and Buddhists galore. I was just, I was so blown away. I Nobody told me this was on the backside. And of course, you know, the backside could be the front side. I don't know, but it's like right at the edge of the city. There is so much industry and traffic and people and 
I was like, how come I don't know about this? How come people, how come this isn't being told when, when visiting uh, Swaibunath? Somebody told me about the Buddha Park, but they didn't really make it very clear. I don't know if they were talking about what was on the top or what was on the back. Oh man, and I spent so much time there practicing, hanging out. I took some beautiful, beautiful images, just stunning, absolutely stunning. I mean, it was, I, I'm, I'm blown away. This whole complex is just, if you get to Nepal, you must come, even if you're not Buddhist. It is a testament to the faith of Buddhism. Just simply unbelievable. So then I was like, okay, let me let me finish my little circumambulation path here, you know, because I only went halfway around. So I left the complex, walked back out the front, took a right. I'm, I'm moving counterclockwise, and I I swear I don't even get 150 feet when I look to my left, and lo and behold, there's a restaurant called Hungry Heroes, and I can see like silhouettes of Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, the Hulk, you know, the whole Avengers crew is there, got DC and Marvel, and then there's like a superhero logo that says Hungry Heroes. And I, <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's a superhero themed restaurant, like eatery, coffee shop, you know, and I walked in there and it's just it is superhero Arama. They <laughs> they got Thanos's glove there. You know, they got uh, a, a, like a, a whole rack of action figures. They got beautiful, this beautiful mosaic of Stan Lee. There's all the crests of all the superheroes in there. And then there's a painting. This is great. It's, it's kind of like that scene in uh, uh, the first Avengers movie when they all got uh, when, when they save the city and then afterwards they're like, oh, let's get, get shawarma. And then at the end credits, it just shows them eating. I love that one. <laughs> right. But it's also got Batman. And <laughs> it's also got Batman and Superman in there. It is hilarious. It is hilarious. But what's interesting is that Captain America and Superman, they both look a little Nepalese. You know, they're a little brown. Their noses are a little different. It's great. I mean, it's a cultural thing. It, I had I had to go back. I got, I got me some momos. Okay, I got me 10 momos, vegetarian momos, which of course are, you know, like dumplings. Uh, double espresso macchiato and lemon ginger lemon ginger honey tea. I paid like 460 rupees, which is like $3.94. I, I didn't want to leave, but I had to get my circumambulation on. <sighs> I'm going to do, I'm going to do a vlog just about that place. I mean, that place was great. Unbelievable. Okay, so I left and then I just started circumambulating around the rest of the Complex. Now, from that moment until I got to the front where the, the steps go up to the top of Swaibunath, there is this beautiful wall of prayer wheels all the way around. And there are people spinning prayer wheels and praying, and it's just covered with prayer flags and stupas and temples. Oh, my word. And then... 
And then like t towards the monkey temple, there is a just giant statue of Pamasambhava with prayer flags galore. I mean, this one must be one and a half stories tall with a stupa behind him. It, it is just so beautiful and colorfully painted. And there's some very old architecture there with 10 or maybe seven stupas, giant prayer wheels. I mean, it is amazing, totally astounding. I'm just, I'm speechless. I'm completely blown away by how cool this is. Yeah, I kept going back. I did another eight-hour day just a few days ago, and then I also did a half day not that long ago. I mean, I spent, even though I'm staying at, at Budanov, I spent most of my time at Swaibunath, at the monkey temple. Man, and I'll tell you what, man, there are monkeys everywhere. Uh, cleaning each other. Uh, they look like humans a little bit, but I'll tell you what, man, they can be pretty aggressive. The the second to last time I was up at the top of Swaibunath, I was walking to the backside, and uh, man, there were all these monkeys just kind of walking together, and they were a little aggressive, and it's it's kind of funny, like they it seemed like they were coming after me. I don't know. They just they just kind of turned their direction and started coming at me. Yeah, I got a thing with some animals, man. And I'll tell you what, one of them was big and he got close and I could see his teeth like he snarled at me. Yeah, I actually just, I, I jumped and started running. He picked up speed. I ran into the guy in front of me and I was like, what the WTF? Man, I, I was about to throw down with this monkey and I didn't want to because... Holy smokes, there were like 15 of them. I mean, the last thing I want to do is get, get jumped by a bunch of monkeys. Man, yeah, you got to be real careful. You know, you put anything down, it's gone. I mean, there are stories of these monkeys taking people's cell phone. I mean, they've taken water bottles out of people's hands. They, okay, I was sitting down taking a break. I pulled up my phone. I was going to take a selfie. And then who's in the selfie but a monkey? This monkey is four inches behind my head waiting to grab something out of my hand. I don't know. I, I was terrified. I, I think I got a little video of it. I, I'm going to have to check. I was slightly spooked. And then, you know, to hear these monkeys fight with each other is pretty terrifying. Now, they're considered sacred, so yeah, people don't mess with them, but... They, you, you got to be careful. You need to be, you, if you go, you just got to be really aware. They're basically pretty docile to humans, but I don't know what happened this one time, man. Like, I thought for sure this monkey was going to grab me or do something. Um, yeah, and then the last time I was there, I was doing another circumambulation, and I stopped to take some pictures of these homeless people that were just sleeping by this stupa. And uh, I, I kind of forgot about the monkeys. I wasn't paying that much attention. And then I, you know, on the, on the little ridge behind me, I saw something out of the corner of my eye, and it was this rather large monkey kind of on the prowl. I got the feeling this monkey wanted to take my phone, <laughs> you know. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm out of here. So I started picking up. I, I just started walking. And then I noticed that this big monkey started following me. And I was like, oh, smack. You know, the last thing I want to do is just deal with this again. 
And then I look up, you know, on this other little fence line and there's this other monkey kind of wingman in me. Like now I got two monkeys coming at me. So I start picking up a little speed and this like wingman monkey that's that's got the high side, that's got the high ground. It's like he looked at me and I looked at him. He looked at me like, yeah, I'm going to get you. I'm, I'm watching you and I'm going to get you. I, I slightly internally freaked out a little bit. I actually picked up a little more speed. And then I look back and that big monkey's picking up speed. And I was like, what is going on? I don't, okay. Everything worked out. I got out of it. Basically, they're pretty cool. I'm just sharing this with you because why not? <laughs> why not? Most of the time, they're hilarious. You know, there's this metal railing that kind of like angles, goes straight and then drops down some steps and goes straight and drops down some steps. Monkeys ride that down. It's hilarious. I got some video of that. And then to see like a mother and child together, you know, families or to see a monkey just stretching and scratching itself and little monkeys playing. I actually saw some monkeys cleaning a dog. You know, I, I mean, they're cute. Don't get me wrong, but they can be aggressive. So you got to be careful. I, if you can get to Nepal, I, you, you got to go. I mean, it was a most incredible experience, even if you're not Buddhist. But being Buddhist, I mean, it was just astounding. It was profound. It was amazing, astonishing. I don't even have the words. I don't even have the words. It was such an amazing experience for me and it made it it made my trip to Nepal, you know, a generally speaking time at the Dzogchen monastery in Nepal was amazing, but Swaibunath, whoa, just 100% totally cool. Okay, my friends, that's it. I'm checking out. D didn't want to go this long, but I got the flow. I got the, the the one hand speaks flow, yo. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just let it go. I got another podcast coming up. I think about how about the coronavirus and traveling in Nepal and just traveling in general. I'm getting ready to get on my plane. This is my just like my last hour here in Nepal. I'm checking out. I've had a great time here. And now I got to deal with all the coronavirus stuff in the United States. It's March 13th. That should give you a reference point. Uh, and uh, if you live in the States, you know what's going on. Okay, my friends, here we go. Take care. Be cool. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.